Hello and welcome to Two Broads and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Kelly. I am a white, cishet, Gen Xer, short and juicy, residing in the United States and in the Midwest specifically. And I'm going to be completely transparent in that I am very tired because I was at a concert last night. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I am Leslie. I am a cishet female, white. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And we're going to talk about <laughs> grief part two. Yeah. Part two. The, the, yeah, grief part two, the redo. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, just the, or the extended remix is more like it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Good chance to check in if anybody did homework. <laughs> homework. Yeah. Well, last week we talked about safety and that one had that one had a lot of rabbit holes and I mean grief has just as many rabbit holes. So, I don't know, where do you want to start with this one? We could talk about did you I mean, I can talk about what I, when I did my homework. Do you want to start each of us talking about our homework? Sure. Stuff that kind of came through for me. Okay. Um, let me see. So I think when I was kind of sitting with my feelings around grief, um, or sitting and how it felt in myself, let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Feelings are grief is a feeling, right? So how did I, my body react to grief? And I think, I think what I was sitting with the most is that I, I feel like grief has like a bad rap, right? It gets this kind of connotation that it's Mm -hmm. like, bad state to be in or not a pleasant yeah. state and, and I I have been sitting a lot in this year of 2022 trying to not categorize feelings <laughs> so mm-hmm. I kind of worked through or I'm working through that that grief is just another state that mm-hmm. I as a human may fluctuate into and fluctuate out of and that it can be continual. I think we talked about this last time, right? It's, it can always be there. It's just how present it might be one day, maybe more than another based off the situation. Yeah. And then I think the other thing, which we brought up on the pre-call was I've been sitting with the fact that we, there's sometimes a hint of shame around grief that I working really hard to take shame out of situations in my life. And I, I want to start thinking how shame shows up, right? Like either I'm ashamed that I'm grieving something that maybe doesn't have, and I'm going to say the word value. We were just talking about that word, but it's like, if someone else, like to what we just talked about, right. It's, it's the, well, this isn't that important, but I'm grieving about it. So I'm ashamed that I'm grieving about something. When there's so many other things I could be grieving about or that others are grieving about that are bigger than this, right? My mouse mm-hmm. died. I'm grieving my mouse died. Meanwhile, there's other things going on in the world that why should I feel this way? And I, and mm-hmm. I don't think we should be shameful, ashamed of what we're grieving. It's just a, it's a feeling. It's not just, it's a feeling we have Yeah. good, bad, neither. It's just a feeling and it's okay. And it's not something to be ashamed of. And I, I'm working through how I react to other people when they're in grief now is kind of that part three Mm -hmm. for me of this is working through when someone's in a state of grief, what do I do? Right. Cause I don't want to put them into a shame state. I don't want to make it feel bad. So that's kind of where my homework landed for me was just Mm -hmm. 
kind of taking it out of a good bad vibe and dealing with the shame that comes with it. So now I'm leading into the path of how I, not that I grieve, but how I react to other people's grief. That's something we're not humanly trained to do in this culture, which is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> there, I said shame. But it, it's a <laughs> problem. So how'd your homework go? Yeah, I think for me, it was very it was very reflective in the acceptance of what I am grieving. Exactly, right? Um, because I, I think you and I were definitely on the same path with things. And in our pre-show chat, I had talked about how like, you know, when I was little, anytime I was sad, I would, you know, always be told, well, you need to thank your lucky stars. And which is true. There is a lot to be said for the attitude of gratitude. But sometimes you just fucking hurt. Exactly. And just hurt. This isn't a competition as to whose life is shittier. No. No. And again, it's not letting you accept the fact you're in grief, right? Like, it's almost like you're not allowed to be in grief state, either for whatever reason, because yeah. it's not valued enough. I'm putting bunny ears around that. Yeah, bunny ears. You know, but to your point, like, it's how you're feeling. It should be okay. Yeah. Well, in one of the in one of the um, text chats mm-hmm. we had, mm-hmm. um, you know, where we were talking about topics, and I was just like, dude, we got to talk about perimenopause and menopause. Mm-hmm. And I said, and sometimes, and I said, I said, and I wonder if oh. we can tie this into grief. And you were like, oh, wait, this was a different experience yeah, exactly. for me. Well, that's exactly it, right? Like you, you could be grieving it while I could be joyous, right? Like it could be yeah. different situations. Yeah. But it's okay that you, and that's where our conversation went, right? It was like, yeah, like you could be grieving that a hundred percent. Yeah. So well, yeah. And I mean, I think for me, like getting back to the accepting of what I'm grieving, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's, you know, I, you know, over the last couple of years had some health issues and it's tied in with perimenopause and it's been, it's been an, ad, right. an adjustment and things are, you know, shifting and changing. I don't have any control over them. So it's that yeah balance between this is the way it used to be and now there's this like quote unquote new normal I'm in and so it so it is a grief process and then there's just like to the mental things I'm grieving so for me it's just it's just been a real acceptance of like I I am allowed I am allowed to grieve these things and it's it's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it's just a process. It's a process. Well, and it's funny because if you think about it, what both you and I said, as you were just kind of like stating that Kelly, something came into my mind is it's like, it's the stories we tell ourselves when we're grieving, right? Either it's Mm -hmm. a story and it's all come from history, right? Where it's like, well, I shouldn't really be grieving this. It's not really that valuable for me to grieve it or grief is a bad thing. Nobody's going to help me. I'm just going to sit here and wallow. Or like when we just thought menopause is, or perimenopause, menopause is a great example of that, right? Like your experience mm-hmm. could bring out grief, right? And that's totally yeah. cool while someone else's experience may not. And it's just partially the stories we tell ourselves too, right? Like. Oh, so much. It's like having three kids and like not having to deal with it. I'm just like, I'm ready. Like it was like so ready. I had already kind of mm-hmm. come to grips with all of that, but I just, I don't know. But it depends on. The story you've lived 
the path you've walked and the story you're also yeah. kind of in your mind telling yourself, which is usually voices of other people <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. There totally is that, too. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that that was another that was another interesting thing that came up for me. And I, I hope I can articulate this well. Um, this goes back to the uh, EMDR work that I'm doing. I was I was doing a processing session with my therapist. Mm-hmm. And you know, one, you know, one of the things is, is that you do the, you know, eye movement stimulation, right. and then you have to say what comes up for you. And what was really interesting that came up for me was, was a was a sense of grief. And it was centered, it was centered around the beliefs that I had about myself prior or the beliefs about the situation or beliefs about the situation or just the fact that the situation even occurred. Yep. It's like, how, how would I be different? Right. Right. And that's a complicated thing because it's like, oh, look, I found this new thing. Mm Mm-hmm another understanding of it. And then there's the because like, it, through one of the passes, she was like, what's coming up for you? And I was like, I'll be honest. I'm fucking mad. I'm really mad. <laughs> and she you know, and she was just like, Okay, you're mad. Keep going with and it. That's okay. Right? Like, that's Yeah. yeah. Again, it's- but it was like this complicated layering thing of like, there's this thing that happened, and then here's my beliefs around it, and da da. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like multifaceted. <laughs> it's yeah, it's multifaceted. And then like, if I, you know, I hate to use the term zoom out, but that's the only thing I can do when I look at mm-hmm. when I look at the world on a global level. It's it's that same thing. It's just like. The macro level, and then and then that's upsetting. Well, let's put it this way, though. That's an interesting, going back to the stories we tell ourselves. Yep. Think about the stories we're also told, right? So in the news, mm-hmm. they don't ever, I mean, okay, yes, we actually complain about our morning news because it's very fluffy and stupid stuff that we just like, really? This is what you're going to tell us? But for every moment that there's something shitty and there's some pretty shitty stuff going on, there's mm-hmm. also some pretty amazing shit going on too. That stuff sadly does not make the news. Like there is some cool shit going on, yeah. even in climate change that we don't hear about. So we get stuck yeah. and we feel, what's that called? There's a word for it. I was I remember hearing an article about it was around, you become not apathetic, but you become depressed over the climate change and the people feel like yeah. they, get, they feel they like can't do anything. So then they just become, Oh, there's a word and I'm blanking. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, uh, it's paralysis, it is, basically. Exactly. So you basically freeze and you just think anything you do isn't going to matter when in fact it does. And there's other things going on. And if you, and so it's just, I sort of wish we could be informed more as opposed yeah. to just, just the negative. It's really good to hear that stuff so that we're aware. Mm-hmm. But I really do think there's a lot we also don't know too. And it takes effort to find it, which is a shame. Yeah, that's a big word for me today. I'm going to kick that one out, which is a problem there. (laughs) Taking the word ashamed out of my vocab today. Yeah, but but that but therein lies the issue, right? And you know, and I, you know, for someone who talks about trauma all the time, we're addicted to trauma, and it gets the clicks. That's what the news, you know, the news is just like, oh, if we can just make this, you know, just as yeah, you know, bad as the next thing, right? Because. 
it has to do, but it has to do with our neurology yeah. as well. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna no, derail into this. No, it's totally. But it has to do with our neurology because we are actually wired to look for the negative because we have to protect ourselves. Yeah, because we have to protect ourselves. You know, like when we, you know when we were yeah. living nomadically or whatever, yeah. we had we had to do that. We still have that same of system. Of course. So, and yeah, and that's really frustrating. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, right? We are human. The human experience is a, I'm going to use one of my favorite words. This can apply to pain. This can apply to anything is we are a biopsychosocial being, right? We have biology, we have psychology, and we have sociology, how we deal with people. Mm -hmm. And so that really comes into like all of this is just. Oh, we've yeah. totally derailed off grief. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the point, though, is like, it's the stories. We, but it's all related. It's all related, though, right? The stories. It, re- tell, it really cool. is. It's, it's, it's all, it's all related. So how are we going to get back to like grief, grief? <laughs> so could we talk through, I mean, kind of talked about this on the pre-call a bit, is my, my next phase of grief is, if we kind of talk through this, is how do you deal with other people's grief? Because we're not taught at least I wasn't taught how to deal with other people's grief. So blah, yep. blah, blah, something happens. And what do I say? And then things I've had said to me when I'm in a state of grief are just horrific. And I'm sure you, you kind of said it too, right? Well, bless your stars. You could have been It's like, that doesn't take away the feeling, right? So yeah, I'm really processing through how I react I feel I'm a better see with my own grief. I don't know how you feel, Kelly. Like, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm starting to sit with it, right? And I'm okay with it. But how I deal with others is yeah. kind of my next problem. Not problem, but next layer <laughs> that I want to take yeah. through. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, well, and I mean, going back to our, our, our pre-show chat, um, you were, you know, you were talking about words right. and language right. and, you know, right. things that you're not going to use anymore. And yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it's been the, you know, acceptance of, of grief and the things that I'm grieving, but yeah, yeah. there is that, well, when somebody says a thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, how do you handle it? Because our first, I, know. I think our first gut reaction is, well, and it can be. Not everybody suffers from Correct. this. I'm, I'm only so speaking for myself, exactly. but how do I fix this? Yes. The, how do I fix this? The other thing I think that needs to happen, this is kind of my step. I'm just epiphan- epiphany mm-hmm. right now is as opposed to, oh my God, I need to say something right now in this moment. You can just yep. take a step and breathe and feel and then respond. Like be responsible for your response, right? As opposed to like, having to react. Now, <laughs> I did tell a story that sometimes the reaction time you want to get may not be what you hope for, right? I I was telling the story about a situation where somebody called into a larger meeting and announced yeah. that their significant other had passed away 20 minutes ago and they were going to be gone for a while because they had to take their child to the hospital. I'm like, and everybody was like immediately having to react, right? But I think because it was so quick, everybody's reaction was like, go go. We got you. Just go. But when you've got the time to sit in it and somebody's put a post up or you're going to a funeral, right? Or you hear something's happened, just take a breath. Like, and it doesn't have to be 
much more than I'm sorry. I, that's what I'm saying for myself, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened. Yeah. yeah. It, it really, because really any quote unquote advice you're going oh to God. give or any comforting words. They never really are. Or, or, or questions or whatever isn't going to, it's, yeah, it, it's not going to do anything. It's yeah. not going to fix anything. No. And I think like, even like looking at you and I, like if something horrible happened to you, Kelly, and I was like, oh my God, I'm really sorry. What can I do to help is probably the extent I can do, because even though I know you well, I don't yeah. know how you are in this moment. Only you know you, right? And I think that's something we've yep. got to stop thinking. We know how everybody thinks. I think that's white culture. If everybody was the same, we'd all know how we'd feel. And that's not true at all, right? Urgency. Exactly. Exactly. So take that urgency out and individuality, right? Like we're a community. So just be there and support as opposed to mm-hmm. having to feel like, white saviorism all that bullshit that just bubbles up when people go into or encountering someone in a state of grief it's like geez just step your act down a bit and just breathe human and be there for them you know well and i and i wonder if the experience too i mean is how uh, i said i wonder if the experience is different for say I'm going to, I'm a woman, so I'm going to use the example of women. When you were socialized to be a caretaker or whatever, like, like, is that, you know, you're expected to make people feel better. So I wonder if like that urgency is laid upon us more than say other people in the population. Mm -hmm. You know, I wonder if, if that's there. That's a really good call out. Like, I mean, you're right. Like, but also, too, and you look at it, women, I'm just going to say females or women who, people who identify as female tend to be allowed yeah, to, thank you, <laughs> tend to be able to cry as well, like when there's grief, while folks who mm-hmm. identify as male are told to just like stuff that down and don't cry, take it like a man, you know, and there's these, so we're horrible situation. You're right, though, like maybe women as caregivers, we feel this desire, we got to help and do something but then i think those identifying as male have this an opposite a different problem right it's just yeah well there uh there is there is a different problem with that mm-hmm. and i guess i'm gonna harken back to the previous episode right. right um that and i was having a conversation again slight derailment sorry everyone i was having a conversation with one of our RNs Uh and it was about content warning suicide and um, white men middle-aged oh yep are the Mm -hmm. highest suicide rate it's like it's like 69% of all suicides and I, I think if you look at their occupation it goes even like the more I'm just going to say masculine and identified profession is mm-hmm. the higher it goes, right? Like cops have a high suicide rate too compared yep. to just also. Yeah. yeah good point. Uh, and so the nurse I was talking to, we were sitting there theorizing. I was like, 
I wonder if it has anything to do with, you know, growing up in a toxic masculine culture, stuffing your feelings down your entire life, and then you can't handle it anymore, so you shoot yourself in the head. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, you you are ashamed <laughs> of not being the person that society is expecting you to be, right? Yeah. I mean, fortunately, have people we have people to talk to, you and I, right? Like, we've we're okay to talk yeah. through. I don't see, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, it. I can't see my spouse sitting down and like, you know, I'd like to talk to my best buddy, talk about our feelings about, you know, oh my God, like if he yeah. did that, I would be sort of surprised <laughs> to be honest. Well, and I, I think women and femi- feminine yep. identifying people, yep. we share in our grief yep. more. Yep. I mean, I think about all of the conversations yep. You and I had over many bottles of wine yeah. in hotel rooms right. on belly dance events. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of the shit we talked about was grief. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, we talked. I mean, we talked about fun stuff yeah. too. Yeah, but, but like, I, I, but yeah. And it's such a. I mean, it is such a slight against. And I know I'm speaking from a white American yeah. point of view, yeah. but I mean, it's such a slight against you know, quote unquote, our society yeah. that like right. you can't white culture. Men or men can't because yeah. we live, do that. We live in white culture, so you can say in white. Culture. Yeah, like that's kind of how I like look at it. Is that I think, you know, there are cultures out there that it, they know how to deal with. This. I don't think white culture has taught anybody how to deal with grief. You just stuff it on down. Yeah. It's a bad thing. Don't talk about it. You know, and mm-hmm. <laughs> just put it away for later. Horrible for so many things. Well, and. And women are shamed for grief because, you know, like, women can cry. Well, that's a weak feminine exactly. trait. Exactly. Yeah. We've, I, so that's shameful. Right. right. So even though we're, I mean, we're allowed to process it, but we're supposed to feel bad about well, it, too. Isn't that interesting, though? Does it's, that then make a grief? I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Does that make grief, then, a weakness that if you grieve something? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, or is it how you yeah. grieve? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question, though. Just because you said if crying is how you grieve, right? If if going through this process is how whatever, how are, doesn't mean you cry when you grieve, right? I'm just gonna we're gonna use the extreme case mm-hmm. of it, right? But I don't know. It's interesting, but I, I need to work on how I deal with people and their grief, like for sure. I I need to, in general, in life, I need to slow down and take a breath. That's my new yeah. Motto, I mean, but for. For me, I mean, because I have the mm-hmm. the counseling background, mm-hmm. like the whole, and and it's interesting when it moves into different spaces in in life. Like, I, I don't I like when when you're counseling people, like everything's grief, yeah. you know. Right. So, I mean, I think I I think I mean in those situations, I think I was trained in just like being able to take a breath, yeah. pause. Yeah. You know, but that's a different setting because, but dealing with it in like everyday life, I would have that feeling of like, oh, my poor friend, I need to help them. Now I am able to take like the counseling space and put it into and put that into action where it's just like, you know, I, I can just, I, all I need to do here is take a beat. Right. Right. And I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, and are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, you know, I think about like, I was also telling a story about someone who told me 
that their mother passed away. I hadn't seen him for a month. They showed up to, you know, do a service for me. And they're like, oh, my mom passed. I'm like, what? And like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's about all I could should have said. I did say something stupid afterwards. And I, you know, apologize as soon as I said it. But it was like, that's all I needed to say. Because we're not close enough for me to help her. She's here to do mm-hmm. her job, right? <laughs> like, it's not yeah. like I'm like, do you need, do you need? But I mean, what my mistake was next was, which I don't know. I think I told, I told you this in the pre-call was like, was it expected? Like, what a stupid question to ask. Yeah. But it was like, that's where I needed to stop and take a breath and be like, why the fuck mm-hmm. do I care if it was expected or not? It was a death. Let it go. But I mean, part of it sometimes is we're trying to connect and understand, right? So this is, we've got, I don't know. I feel like I need to get better at that. It's just taking a pause. Yeah. He'll talk about it if she wants to. If she doesn't want to talk about it, she won't talk about it. Period. End of sentence. Yeah. And I don't need to know. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. I should be okay with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that that's the whole thing of two things can be true at the same time. Totally. Like, totally. like, I'm going to say this thing and it's me trying to connect with you. Oh, wait, reverse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That probably wasn't yeah. the thing to ask no. or say. And I apologize for that. <laughs> and, you know, so like doing the right thing, but then you being cool with yourself. Right. right. For recognizing yeah, as soon it. as I said it to her, I was like, boy, was I an idiot? Why does that matter? And she laughed and she's and then we talked about it. Right? Yeah. And part of that, it was just trying to give her space, but I didn't need to give her space. She was, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, I totally know what you mean. I think that, I think the thing when it comes to death, like mortal yes. death, yeah. like death of a person or a, or a beloved pet yeah. or, you know, I, I think in those moments we're faced with our own mortality yeah. Yeah. and there's just that undercurrent yeah. that hits yeah. us of like, yeah. shit, I'm going to die too. And it gets very uncomfortable. So there's that need to like push it away. Like, was it expected? Like, I know, I know. That's the, that's the way of pushing it away from you because you're not expected to die in that moment. No, that's a good point. Exactly. Me. And the other part too, is me and the discomfort. I found grief is a bad thing. Oh my God, she's sad. I got to get out of this state now. So like, let's kind of talk our way out of it. I'm like, well, that was the stupidest thing. You know, it worked out yeah. totally okay. You know, like I'm comfortable with this person enough to, but, you know, make a mistake and kind of say that I did and we laughed about it and whatever, but mm-hmm. it just helped me understand, right? Because I'm trying to connect to this person too, but I didn't need to connect that way. That was me, not about her. I did that for myself, not for her. So bad me. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm human. <laughs> I'm living with mm-hmm. the humanity of it. So yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's my takeaway. Well, you met, I mean, you met yourself where you were yeah, at, totally, too. Totally. And now I mean, I'm in a different talking through this. I'm realizing, wow, that was even stupider than I thought it was when it happened. <laughs> but I'm also like coming to grips with how not that you should walk down the street going, gee, I wonder if I bump into somebody that had has grief. How am I going to deal with it? Like, I'm not going to like constantly keep this on my brain. Mm-hmm. But I, I that's where I think if I can just take in the before I react to anything. One little yeah. moment, and then kind of think through. Maybe responsible for mm-hmm. my response, and that's kind of my my. I, yeah, I got to work through this, and that's kind of where I've got to peel back is how I deal with others' grief because I haven't been taught that. My family's way of dealing with grief was, well, it was for the best, or you know, it happens. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, let's just belittle the situation. That's fine. So, yeah. Anyways, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. I also, this doesn't, this is kind of grief adjacent. I, this is, <laughs> well, actually, it's not grief adjacent. This is not grief adjacent. This is reaction adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things, and this just might be helpful to people, yeah. one of the things that I've had to get comfortable with is when somebody hits me with something. And you mean you mean an idea, not in physically hitting you. Hits me with an idea or just <laughs> like a like a situation right. that's going on. Right. Sorry, no. that probably came no, out okay. really I just weird. Need to clarify. <laughs> um <laughs> sorry. No. Oh, good. Uh, like I said, I'm tired. Um is yeah, allowing myself to pause. Yeah, exactly. But then if I know the pause goes on too long, I, you know, tell the person like, I've heard you. I wasn't or, like, yeah. I heard you wasn't expecting that. I I'm taking I'm taking a beat for a second so yeah. I can process my yeah. thoughts on this. Yeah, no, it's totally true. And I think that's as humans, we've just got to remember we're humans. We're not machines that can just go click, click, click you know, input code, yeah. input, output this, you know, and, and yeah. take a moment to connect and how it feels, right? We are, mm -hmm. you know, not just a brain with a meat suit on it. We are a whole pile of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, a lot of stuff. Yeah, the brain is not the only and, important organ in the body, so. And just thinking about urgency, too. Yep. You know, that's such a whiteness thing yes. as to, like, Trying to hurry grief. Yes. yes. I feel like, I mean, I can't understand the, oh God, how is, long is this going to go on? How long am I going to feel this way? Right. right. For yourself. Um, I yeah. can, I, I mean, I can definitely understand that, but I think that is, that might be brought on by urgency. Yeah, and sometimes. And I know I'm just full. I know I'm just full of tangents no, no, today. No, Sorry. That's actually, no, you're not. No, it's not a tangent at all. And I think part of that is actually, it's totally on point, right? It's just how do you allow yourself to grieve, grieve, and not get so stuck, right? That's I think probably the fear yes. you're talking about is not getting stuck in a cycle that you don't can't get out. And that's yeah. And this is something that if you try to stay connected to yourself, or if we allowed ourselves to be connected to ourselves versus disconnected, you'd, mm -hmm. you'd realize like, I'm stuck, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you know, and that's what your close people are for, right? Your community should be doing that too. Like, okay, it's, it's, yeah. what can I do to help? Like, where do we need to go? You seem a little stuck. What do we want to talk about? What do you need to do? And we just don't do that. We don't want to talk about that stuff. Again, we don't support each other. The way we support each other in grief is really bizarre. So at least yeah. my experience. Because how much you want to, I mean, going back to yeah. the and I'm sorry everyone the white male suicide yeah. example yeah. yeah you know if there if there was support yeah. yeah I can't help but wonder like if that would be different <laughs> or like when we're stuck in grief like when is this going to end like I can't help but wonder if that would be different if it was like a you know at least well community experience but hell at least a group yeah. experience yeah. No, no, 100%. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there are, there is, you know, there is stuff like group therapy and all of that. And there are, they, I mean, in the States, maybe it's covered, maybe it's not. I mean, that's the hard part too, is this, this stuff covered by your Depends. You, yeah. So that gets into a lot of, but you know, again, the, the culture doesn't support us to be 
Right. White it, culture yeah. does not support the systems that exist today don't really allow people to you only get three days of bereavement. Yep. You you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's just weird. So I, I think we need to think that through. I, I yeah. So my homework now is to just kind of process. Not that I want people calling me up with their grief stories so that I can practice. That's not what I'm asking for. But <laughs> uh, I got to work on it myself, right? Because it's going to it's gonna happen. Some stuff's going to, you know, people are going to be in different states of mind. Yeah. I think, I'm get, I think I'm getting better, but I still have a ways to go, right? It's appealing back. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, too, no matter what you say. Yeah. It's not going to be. Not going to be the right no, thing. No. Nope. You know, nope. I have to be okay with that too. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and because that's the, that's the other side of it is, I mean, I think it's, I, it's being mindful of the yeah. delivery. Yeah. Be responsible for your response. Yeah. Responsible for your response. And then they can be responsible for their response. So, and then they can be, re- well, and they're, you know, responsible, responsible for how they, yeah. they feel about yeah. it and all exactly. of that. You know, yeah, but deliver it with as much intent in intention, understanding, impact as you can. So. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Like it. Being human is very messy. Yeah, that's okay. It's not perfect, <laughs> and that would be horrible if it was. Cool. So, well, we are at thirty-three minutes, roughly. Yeah, I think that's good. We talked about a lot of shit. Yeah, we did. And it, and it wasn't rambling. took us on that, many derailments. It actually wasn't that bad. Like, you're like, I'm sorry, we're I'm like, no, it's all on topic. Because it's going to get people to go down those ideas. Like, what's going to stick? That's okay. So. Yeah. That's what we're good at. We're good at being like, look at all of yeah. these rabbit holes. Exactly. Now go fall down all yeah. of them. Yeah. I pick the one that's <laughs> most interesting to you, maybe, right? So. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or, the, you know, the one that resonates the most. Yeah. So. <sighs> all right. Well, everyone... You can follow us on Instagram at two, the number two broads and a bottle of wine on Instagram. We would love to hear from you, interact with us. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, please uh, like, subscribe, leave us a review. It helps other people find us. So uh, yeah, I think that's it for the promo stuff. You got anything else? Nope. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. We will see you next time.